Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On today's show, the football is back, and so are we. We cover what we are looking forward to the most from the return of football. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of A Pod of Two Halves. What's the date today, Mr. Tom? Uh, 16th. 16th? You know what? Fuck the date, right? Because no one really cares about the date. It's some date, mid-June, but what really matters is, is Christmas Eve. Literally, it's Christmas Eve. Well, why is it Christmas Eve, Woods? Because I was getting to this, but you've, you, you've gone me in a, another direction to get to the destination, which I appreciate. I appreciate having to think on my feet, but that's okay. Why is it Christmas Eve? Well, just like Badil and Skinner said, football's coming home, isn't it? It's coming home tomorrow um but yeah no we're back we're back this is the third week in a row we are up to episode 77 of this fucking show now all the sevens 77 we have been here in your ears for quite some time now and this is the 77th time we're going to be doing it so uh yeah i'm here as ever my name is michael Carden edwards i am the host of a pod of two halves we are still sans lee Lee is not around, um, although he has given me a message to to say that he will be back next week. Now, um, I'm also here with Woods. I'm going to get to you in a second, Woods, because last week we spent quite a long time at the end of the show talking about Football Manager. And um, the challenge was to see if Lee was going to make it through Mm. all of the show. To hear. Now, now, because we, let's, let's, let's call it how it is. You know, there was some burying going on. There was. The golden the, uh, shovel. The golden shovel made an appearance. And uh, essentially, I spoke to Lee and he told me, yeah, I'm halfway through, boys. Halfway through. I don't think he got further than halfway through because he did mention a few of the uh, the, the barbs we'd thrown his way on the early of the show. Oh. But 
we he would definitely have got in our ears if he'd listened to what we said about him at the end. So uh, the best thing about it is he'll listen to this episode and be like, those motherfuckers. And then he'll go back and listen to it and then claim they listened to it at the time anyway, but turn the other cheek. We know the truth. We know the truth. We know truth, the truth. We, we know, know his game. Truth. Oh, yeah, definitely exactly. listen to it. Yeah, really good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, how have you been? Like, what, what's been going on since the since the last seven since, days? Since the last seven days. Um, not a lot, man. Not a lot. I mean, ultimately, just, just been kind of looking forward um to football getting back which in a way is really sad but ultimately uh the life of lockdown means you live for the little things right uh no no let, let me let me correct you right there um i don't know about you man but i look out my window i make my weekly walk to the supermarket gloved up and not i don't wear gloves anymore but you know wearing my mask my fucking hand sanitizer in, in my pocket you know, I'm taking them precautions, bruv. Essentially, it does kind of feel like the vast majority of people have just decided that this pandemic that's, no longer exists. Okay, I should correct that. As someone that's currently living, um, we're living with my, my parents and my, my in-laws, uh, who are, one of which celebrated their 70th birthday during lockdown, um, and also having a tiny person and a pregnant wife, uh, I have basically tried to avoid people like the literal plague, um, as I believe we were meant to until Dominic Cummings decided to tell the nation otherwise. Um, yeah, I, I completely understand where you're coming from. It's been absolute madness the last last week, especially Monday. Um, Night town. Uh, like, genuinely, you can buy everything online. Uh, the, the, the thing for me, I saw, um, you know, the apologists say, well, people need clothes. You can buy clothes on the internet. Like you're, really, you're not allowed to go anywhere. Why the fuck do you need fucking trainers for? Yes, it's fair. <laughs> Who's going to see you? you? Who's going to see you? Do you know what I mean? How are you wearing out your clothes? So, oh, oh yeah, okay. So kids are kids are growing, right? That's fine. Yeah, okay. Order them online, dude. You know what? There's there's it's, quite a few places where you can do that. But I have I have obviously forgotten loads of stuff that we did. We obviously continued our our football ma- uh, manager game of destiny. Uh, we we. <laughs> I don't wish to talk about this anymore. It's it's uh, Barcelona have had a relatively positive start. Um, who we, did you beat eight nil? <laughs> like some some poor poor team who uh, I believe Griezmann that must be uh, Santander, right? That's where I think Griezmann came through. So I think it uh, Rassin Rassin Santander. They they got a drubbing, uh, Pushgas with a hat trick, and then his replacement Ronaldo with a brace, uh, living the good life, you know. Uh, drinking Gucci, I think, is what the kids would say. Uh, <laughs> however, um, Milan. Yeah, I've had one good result. I beat Chelsea in the Champions you League. Did. Um, did. Other than that, it's been appalling. I'm sitting in like 12th at the moment. Can't buy a goal. Can't yeah. buy a goal. Defensively, not so bad, but cannot Team buy a tens. fucking goal. So, um, yeah, I'm just kind of hoping I don't get the sack before January at this point. So uh, I'm sure we'll continue this uh, over the course of the we week will. and we'll kind of give an update next week. But the thing is, dude, realistically, you know, Football Manager was there for us to, to, to escape the boredom of lockdown. Starting from tomorrow, we've got games all the time. All the time. It's, it's an actual football tournament, effectively. They have replaced the European Championships with the Premier League Championships. And uh, sadly... That the major prize is obviously gone, um, and deservedly so. Look, we, we, we've obviously been very much uh, applauding Liverpool from from start through finish. They're the best team in the country this season, um, and, and by a distance because Manchester City have just completely faltered. And um, 
the rest of the teams, I think it's fair to say that Chelsea, Manchester United and and Arsenal um, have, have found themselves in trans, transition periods and obviously Tottenham completely went off a cliff. Um, but yeah, completely deserving. So we, we, we don't have that wonderful thing to look forward to, which is a shame. What I need, what I really, really need more than anything else right now is... So the, what is the first game post-lockdown? Is it Villa-Sheffield United? Villa-Sheffield United, yes. Yeah, so and that's on, at, for- that's on at six o'clock, right? That's correct, yeah. <clears throat> What I need before that game is a Netflix style, this is what happened last season, kind of opening thing. I need a recap. I need a video package, a giant recap on what the fuck has been happening in the Premier League since I last saw it. So, I don't... Basically, the Premier League years for everything that's happened from August up until lockdown, right? That's basically what I really need right now, because I ain't got a clue. No, it's difficult, because I was actually having to look through the, the, the informed What colour do Man United play in now? I don't know. I don't know. I, I can answer that. They, they still, I think, got their snakeskins, silver, like Goldie kit. That's that's the mate, one. We've still got a, we've got a dope kit coming next season. Mate. Wh- which one? Uh, the zebra one. Oh, I'm, mate, I love it. Black and white. I it love so that cool. kit. It's so cool. A lot of people hate it. I think. Nah, that mate. Kit looks... I, I'm I, I'm considering it. Wow. I ain't bought football share in years, mate. Think, that like, the last time you got a kit. When was that? When were we at uni? Uh, I got the one with the the last football shirt I bought for Man United was the one with the white collar. Okay, uh, it was Aon. Yes, uh, Van the, the white collar looked looked quite smart. No, it was the se- I think season it was before. the season before him. Season before. Okay, yeah, leave. Because yeah. uh, oh yeah, because Van Persie had one year with a cool kit. I think that was his last year, and they had the. I think you won the title in that Gingham. The Gingham up. one, yeah. God, I hate horrible, that horrible thing. But I was actually having a look, see who the form teams were. Actually, Arsenal were in pretty good form going into the break, as were as were Manchester United. Those those two were actually the form t- other than then Liverpool. But Liverpool did have a defeat in there. So, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, luckily for Arsenal, I mean, it's not like I mean they've got a nice easy game when they oh oh yes. Now the thing with this is it works one of two ways, right? So, if, when's the best team to play Man City? The answer is never, really, unless you're Liverpool, which is always. Um, never is the answer, though, really. But if you could play them off the back of a 15-week layoff, effectively as a, a pre-season game, they're not going to be their sharpest. And it gives an opportunity for them to be a little bit sluggish in the final third, and you could probably pick up a draw and maybe even nick it. The flip side is they've had 15 weeks to prepare for this game, <laughs> and there ain't no way that Pep's going to want to lose face to Mikel Arteta. 100% not. I mean, the, 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 the tactical battle is intriguing because obviously it is, it is Arteta versus Guardiola. It's, it's the student and the master, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And it's, gonna, it's a shame, in all honesty, that it's happening now. I would have liked to have seen this game in a couple of weeks' time when they've had a couple of yeah, games. Yeah, to get acclimatised. I mean, City have got a full-strength team. That's something they haven't had all season. So Laporte's back and Sane's back. Um, and they they are two of their most important players. Now, obviously, it looks like they're probably going to lose Leroy, Leroy Sane, which is incredible to me that they've managed to allow that to happen. Um, He's the uh, Ballon, future Ballon d'Or. I, I still stand by the fact that he has the capabilities to do that. I genuinely do. He he may well struggle at Bayern, though. That's the only thing I'll say. Not, not playing. He'll tear that league to pieces. Just, I mean, winning the Ballon d'Or at Bayern Munich, very unlikely. Unless... Unless Bayern Munich win the Champions League and he breaks records in the Bundesliga and is P- 
pivotal as in scores the winner in the quarters, the semis, the you know what I mean? Although it gets sorted out before that anyway. I, I don't know. He needs to have a better season than is almost regular to win the Ballon d'Or in that league, much like Neymar for, in France. Yeah, absolutely. You need, to, you need to go so much more above and beyond because of the league you're in. Now, actually, I, like, I've been watching, as I said, I've been watching the Bundesliga where I can. It's quite entertaining, to be honest with you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's not a bad league at all. And you know what? Obviously, the Syria, uh, La Liga's back as well. I've been watching La Liga. And unfortunately, the good games are all on the fucking La Liga channel or whatever it is. So, like, the... the uh, What's that? Is there's like a free sports channel that gets like the shit games? Uh, Premier Sports, is it? I think it's it could be could be Premier. It looks like Satanta or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, looks, some garbage um, channel. Yeah. So you get to watch like you know the garbage teams play on that again. Wildly entertaining. I've really enjoyed myself watching. Lee will be Lee will be at home right now, like going mental, throwing things around the living room because he knows my distaste of of shit football. But when you are deprived of something for so long. You, you you relish any any chance you can get to to catch a mere glimpse of the thing that you love, and that is random teams in La Liga. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least it's kind of like that's your preseason, right? You check your preseason, now you're ready for the the entree to come out. You know, we're ready to kick on. I, well, I, I was really up for watching Madrid play the other day, and they're on that fucking stupid channel. I was like, it would, I would have been keen subscribing to that because um, Edin was back. It apparently, that's played quite. Why well. I wanted to watch it? Yeah, apparently played quite well. Um, the thing is that I find both, both well, especially Real Madrid, but Barcelona and Real Madrid, it's the soulless clubs because I hate everything about them. Everything about them. Uh, but it's fair. It's fair. Just back onto the Pep thing against Arteta. Um, he showed a glimpse of the fact that he is uh, aware of social media trends uh, when he referenced the name Fraudiola. Um, he ain't going to want to see basically what will happen if no. Arteta manages to topple the master in his own backyard because it will go absolutely mental on Twitter. And it's Arsenal fans as well. Who, who are already over the top. But, I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine the memes? I mean, I'm almost, I'm almost hopeful it happens just to see it. I mean, the thing is as well, it's not like the, the, the Man City fans will, will get wound up by it because there aren't any. And the thing is, it's literally going... People are going to be making memes about it and the only person that's going to affect is Guardiola. He's going to be sat there reading them all. Because there's no Man City fans to enjoy or to get wound up about it. Do no, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just going to be just Guardiola. Just just all of the memes going into his eyes. And he's going to be sat there going furious at everything. Seething, mate. Seething. Seething. But it's a really interesting one. Um, I mean, it means literally nothing but pride for City at this point, right? Um, they've got next month the cast meeting. I think they feels an ex- that, 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 like they are not going to be playing European football next year. That seems to be the overarching feeling that's going on at the moment, uh, which is great news for, for Chelsea and Manchester United, to be honest, because it's a coin flip between those two, um, unless Leicester just do go in the toilet. Um, it's a coin flip between those two fighting for fourth. Um, but for, for Arsenal, you know, we, we touched on it last week, a win, a win gets them back into the discussion. Um it gets them back onto 43, same number of games as Manchester United and Chelsea, uh, two points and, and five points back respectively. If they lose it, I think it's done, right? It's, 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 it's finished. And, and speaking of that top four place, 
Um, I know I'm glossing over several games, but ultimately we're going to stick to to the big ones because there are. Bro, there bro, are bro, a few. Let, let's be clear here. We started this show back in what fucking however many years ago. Um, I say how like it was like eight. It was like you know a year and a half, two years. <laughs> yeah. um, we we started this show and we used to cover every fucking game in great detail, and it was wretched. So. Look, let's be clear about it. We ain't going to go through all of these fucking fixtures. It ain't happening, bruv. Right? There we, is a lot as well, we're by the cherry way, between picking. now and, so, and next week. Well, this is it. We got Lee's uh, predictions. Uh, he posted his predictions in, in, in the chat on WhatsApp. And I was like, it's fucking loaded. What's going on? No, no, that's just all the games. That's just all the games. Um, the next big game, Friday, right? And I, I, I am so looking forward to this game. I am so looking forward to this game for so many reasons. Um, Manchester United are playing Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, well, let's, um, right, I, I think it's probably best because um, we can cover this off. Because essentially the theme for the show was going to be me and Woods would go through our five things we're looking forward to the most uh, for like, you know, with football coming back. And I think we can cover that one off with one of, certainly two of mine. Well, yeah, <laughs> two of mine. So... Do you know what I mean? So, uh, because my two, uh, my, my, my two of my... Should we explain that? We, we Basically, we, we, we decided that um, today's show was going to be uh, nothing. We're just going to talk about football coming back. Um, yeah. And then about, what, about four hours before we recorded, it was like a text like, uh, let's make a list of five things we're looking forward to. Yeah, and I completely forgot. And so, as we were just kind of talking... Thankfully, I had it all in my head anyway, because... You know, we're, we're professionals on this yes, show. Yes, you know? exactly. And so um, we've got some things that we're looking forward to. And this, is, this game is going to cover off two of those things. The first one is I really, really want to see Pogba and Fernandes and Rashford play together. Because Fernandes ain't played with Rashford yet. That's mm. something a lot of people are forgetting. Yeah. And Rashford is currently the golden goose of the, of the country. What a champ. Um, <laughs> dude, that guy... Um, I've got. I, I, don't, I know we don't want to talk about current day things too much because, and you know, delving into politics and things like that because it, at the end of it, it's a football show. However, I, I think we would be remiss if we didn't mention it. Um, Marcus Rashford is a fucking hero. The guy should be. He should be knighted, mate. He's, he's got a long way to go in his career. I, I, I fear the. I, I, no, I, I, I don't want to detract from it because I think that he's only just getting started with this other stuff. Um, how old is he? What, 21? 22. 22. I mean, realistically, that's not. He's still a kid. He's he's yeah. uh, he's twelve years younger than Bro, I am, and he's do already remember, doing this, right? Do you remember what we did at twenty two? We would have been at uni, right? Um, which would have basically been drinking, making Jamie do the travelator. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's basically where we were. I mean, ultimately, he's gone out off his own back to go do all of this. He raised a load of money um, during during lockdown. Twenty two million was it? 20 million, yep. 20 million, and obviously he's gone off his own back here. Uh, he learned sign language so he could judge a poetry contest. He's, a, he's genuinely an incredible human being. Um, we, we, we touched on this briefly, I thought, last week, but when he first broke into the scene, and, and we said this, we did say this last week because I remember it because I, I used the same example, he, he, you had a thing he could have been another Yanazai, another guy that flashed bright and then just fizzled out. But he's an individual that, clearly takes his profession and, extremely uh, professionally and the reason for that is because he came onto the scene because of circumstance because we had injuries mm-hmm. not because he was knocking on the door not because it was a case of um you know oh he deserves a chance it was because he was a last resort let's be clear about this was, he, yeah. he played because we didn't have any options and he scored against arsenal he did um, he did 
you know, you hit the ground running and then continue. I mean, he's improved dramatically as a footballer. Um, I felt for a long time his runs weren't particularly intelligent. He seemed to just run in straight lines. Uh, but And he, he didn't seem to have a trick to him, uh, the ability to kind of get past the man. But that's certainly things that he's been able to, to add strings to his bow. Um, he's one of Manchester United's most important footballers at the age of 22, which is remarkable. But that's obviously the football side of things. And, the the and, human, and the fa- humanitarian and f- side of him is incredible. And the fact is, he makes Boris Johnson look like a fucking mug. He made the whole Tory party look like mugs today. So obviously, he's he's spoken out for the the voiceless. You know, he is the voice of the voiceless. A a a group of people who Tories just have no concept of. People that do live by the bare minimums. And in the times of hardship that we have right now, bare minimums are, are difficult to come by for those people. But it's easy to, for for people in the Tory party to completely ignore that fact. In fact, he's, he, he, I'm, I'm, I'm nailing the Tory party because they're the ones that are in power that should be doing this. But like Labour have tried to jump on the bandwagon here. But they're, 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 they're like so late to this party. They were the ones that should have been leading this. Not yep. waiting for a 22-year-old footballer to come in and do this. So off his back, he, he goes gets this sorted. He humiliates the Tory party, who took a really bizarre stance initially. They sent... Uh, I can't think what his name is. It's a transport minister who's a fucking idiot. Like, honestly, he, he is a sacrificial lamb time and time again. They know he hasn't got a clue what he's doing. He is clueless. Uh, and by the time we got to, obviously, five o'clock, they'd already basically reversed uh, their direction and they are going to uh, be given the vouchers for those that need it. And that's wonderful news. Um, 120 don't million worry, is going to cost. Don't worry, though. Boris Johnson only heard of this today. He's so full of shit, mate. He, didn't he answer a question about it, like, yesterday? <laughs> yes. Like, I think, it was, wasn't it Sunday that they, they got official correspondence from the PM about the fact they're not doing it? Yeah. Like, it's, it's insane. I, I mean, are we surprised that the man just continues to lie? It's incredible. The thing is, is that what's really sad, um, and I don't want to go into the sad side of it, a lot of people, the, the incredible response from people towards Marcus, Marcus Rashford, and he has sewn up Sports Personality of the Year. It doesn't matter. He, he fully, fully beyond deserves it. Um, it's the people that are just taking the other side of the argument. I'm like, what's fucking wrong with you? And the thing is, you expect it from the, you know, the obvious fucking parasites like Katie Hopkins and scum like that. But you genuinely go, if you go on the timelines, you get people that aren't eggs with numbers. They're, they're actual people that have followers. They've got pictures. They're real people. And they, for some reason, don't want kids, hungry kids to have food. And it's just like, what? I mean, this was the incredible thing about when they they shoved the transport minister on. Um, he He... Had, oh god it was so bad because he, he was asked a question by a journalist um, and he kind of like said well you know what, why can't you do this and they said oh, well you know in the, in the government we've got a lot of money that, that you know a lot of things that require money he says what needs money more than feeding children so basically as a politician as someone with intelligence nothing right he proceeds to answer it with well well cancer treatment and then you can realise that he's basically said out loud <laughs> he's in what he was thinking in his head. So now basically he's gone effectively. It's okay for children to starve because that's effectively the stance he's taken. And he quickly tries to backtrack and go, no, no, you said that. Um, I didn't say that. And it's like, no, you literally did. It's, it's... And the, re- the reporter is there just like, what? How have, you, how have you answered that question? This is the guy. The guy they wheel out um, for this is he takes a lot of the fools. 
apparently internally, the reason why he does this is because he's apparently their, one of their best guys in front of the camera. That's the reason he's there. It's because he's apparently one of the best guys to, to do this stuff. It's not because he's a bumbling idiot and he doesn't know what he's doing, although that comes across. But apparently he's chosen for it because of his ability to deal with this. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. But, uh, in any event, in any event we're, we're way off topic now. Football. But yes, um, um, Marcus Rashford, um, I, I, I don't think... This is the start, okay? This is the start for him. Um, I think that you will see that this is a man that probably will continue this stance. And one day he will get his recognitions that he duly deserves. Um, Thing is, right, it's, it's momentum. Yes, momentum absolutely. is. We, we talked about momentum in, in, in sport so often over the last, you know, 76 episodes. And you've talked about Sane becoming a potential uh, future Ballon d'Or player. Um, I want to say now, Rashford has shown me Something in his application, in his mindset, he could he, he could go that way because he's capable of outrageous stuff on Whoa, the pitch. We saw the goal at, at Stamford Bridge this season. That's incredible. Um, um, but yeah, he's 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 a he fi- he fi- it feels different to him. His his star level and his just his application and his mindset feels so different than what it than what anything I'm used to him. Because I mean, at the start of the season, I was very much. <clears throat> In the camp of, ah, oh, Marcus Rashford, here we go again. Yeah. Runs in straight lines. But then, you know, obviously what, around Christmas time, he was my winner of the week basically every week because he was really starting to put it all together. And if he can keep his feet on the ground in terms of um, not get carried away and sidetracked of all of this, um, as, as amazing and, and wonderful as what, he, what he's doing is, if he can keep himself applied on the football pitch as well, you're gonna see the, the the kid could the kid could be special going forward. Yeah, he's, um, he's special now, but you know he's um he's a credit to the country uh, as far as I'm concerned. And I'm I don't want to talk. It's hard. It's hard when you see someone like that do something so incredible and go you know and turn it back to tribal club football. I'm pleased as punch he plays for my team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but he's a credit to the country. And going back to the initial thing, it's big. It's big for Pogba because, you know, from all accounts, I think he's staying and I think he'll sign a new deal. He has to. The, he the, has the, to. the, the simple fact, no one else has the money. Exactly. And, um, and I think you could see, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for Pogba, Fernandez, and Rashford. I, I, I really am. Fernandez is just that, the, the missing link, let's just say. The well, I mean, link. you go back to the bumbling in, in the summer. Um, that should have got done. I I I kind of I'm fascinated by by Pogba and Fernandez and, and the third. I don't know who the third will be. The third, there are three options there. They all um, at some point in the season have actually played really good football. Uh, I think people being very surprised with Fred. Fred seems to have uh, rejuvenated himself. He's he's adjusted to life at Manchester. He's obviously been one of your better performers this season. Um, McTominay, he's had his injury. McTominay's had his injury problems, but when he's played, he's probably been your best player in terms of shielding that back four. When I've watched him, he's, he always seems to be in the right place. Yeah. When really, the team looks like he reads the game pretty well. Yeah. Um, and obviously incredibly athletic as well. He, he, he's a physically imposing player. He seems to be able to cover ground. And then Matic, who's one of being one of the more surprising players, frozen out for long periods, um, came back in uh, due to injury. But he's, he's been playing 
pretty good football. I know, I know that the one problem with Matic is he's a bit one pace at this point of his career. Um, and Manchester United at their best are very dynamic. I think someone like Matic, I think the days of Matic being the, 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 the first choice starter are over. I don't think, I think he's the kind of player that he can come in and he'll look good for four games, but then the next two games he'll be lesser. And the next four games he'll be lesser. And the next four games he'll be lesser. He 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 wanes quite quickly. Um, so I think being able to rotate him and rest him, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, yeah. and give him a slightly different role than you know first choice starter, I think will be quite important for the rest of our season. But I mean, the, the um, simple facts with that that balance midfield, it's going to be very interesting to see how it goes because people go, "Oh, can they work together?" Of course they can. The two talented footballers, but it will take that third to do an awful lot of heavy lifting at times. Because mm-hmm. uh, we know Bruno's um, impact in the final third for Manchester United. We've seen it since his, since his arrival. Uh, a clever player, uh, quick on the trigger, likes a shot early, which um, Frank Lampard obviously made a career off the back of some those sort of attributes. Paul Pogba's much better with in terms of, I think, he can sit a bit deeper um, because his range of passing is exceptional. Mm. You know, especially on the diagonals, hitting a Rashford or um, whoever will be appearing on the on the other side, which is the big hole, which we know should be being filled by Jaden Santa in the summer, and we'll get to that probably a little bit later. But um, I'm fascinated by it. I really, really am. Uh, Manchester United have, uh, and Oli. Oli's got options, and he's not the only manager that's got options. We'll get to the other managers that have as well. But it's going to be really interesting how he's going to be able to manage this team now because he went through a storm. Um, he righted the ship once Fernandez came in. And now he's got all his players back. So I've kind of felt that he's actually done a pretty good job this season. When you... And let's be clear about this. Luke Shaw looks like he's lost about 15 stone. He does. I'm, I'm inter- he looks... let's, see, let's, <laughs> let's see what Shaw we got. Because if we've got anything close to Van Howell Shaw, but pre-leg break. Because, I mean, he was, in, he was we'll your see. best player, mate. He was your best player. We'll but, see. Um, it's going to be interesting. Because right? I, f- I feel Ollie's done a good job so far with the resources available. I'm talking about Rashford out, I'm talking about Martial out, I'm talking about Pogba out, I'm talking about the delay on Fernandez arriving. Those things are now gone, right? He's now got, um, was it nine games to the end of the season mm-hmm. to really kind of show his hand. This is what I am as a manager and really make a, a push for that, that top four position, be it uh, Chelsea's fourth position or, or even Leicester's third, depending on how they hit the ground running. Really interesting. And he's got no crowd pressure. Ooh. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's the thing that, you know, there's no crowd pressure. There's no, there's no, one of the biggest problems at Old Trafford has been the, uh, the nervousness and the anxiety um, before we get a goal. It's no longer there. Funny enough, they've been be... one of the better home teams this season, Manchester United, though, despite that. I know they've had a couple of yeah, poorer but he, results, that, but they've that, been... That anxiety has been there for some years now, and... Um, it's going to be interesting without that. So the second one on the list, obviously, it's Man United Spurs. Um, I've, I've written two words. Tottenham meltdown. <laughs> I've, I've worded it a little bit different. Um, I've got Jason Mourinho redemption tour question mark. Um, <laughs> I also have written down because it kind of like, uh, obviously, Kane, Son um, and Bergwijn are all back fit. Um, so you go back to where we were. Uh, they hadn't won a game in six, uh, knocked out of two cup competitions. Um, the, the, the gloss had gone off Jose where they'd been gaining last minute victories, basically uh, grabbing victories from, from the teeth of jaws. They, they haven't been playing well. I don't believe they played well since really Jose's turned up. I feel they've been on their, the edge of their pants, just scraping through. Um, 
the other thing I've got written down though is Jose versus Ndombele um, because if there's one player that I am really fascinated to see what lockdown did to it's uh, Ndombele a player that was chronically unfit for the Premier League uh, before we stopped playing football has had 15 weeks off (laughs) God knows what this guy will look like now I mean he may well go out and prove me wrong I kind of feel he's not uh, especially when you kind of hear the rumours that other clubs are coming sniffing already. Uh, he's not happy. I feel like Jose's quite happy to let him go as well. He's not the player that he thought he would um, was getting. But yeah, the Jose redemption tour. Um, like I said, pre-lockdown, I think you know the, the momentum was building. That are we already seeing the Spurs meltdown? Uh, no Kane, no Son. Uh, at Stanford Bridge, completely clueless, toothless, no ability with a midfield. I think they played Burnley, where they were dreadful as well. Just um, not a good football team. Now, the thing is, with all those players coming back... The the thing with Spurs as well, and I I remember making this point, um, well, obviously before lockdown, they were... um, that They were scraping a few games, and a lot of the goals they were scoring were fucking wonder goals as well, which you can't rely on wonder goals. You can't rely on them. Didn't you they can't get rely on battered by City and end up nicking it. Because it's and even that Burnley game, I remember that game where again, every goal they scored was a wonder goal and it's like you can't rely on wonder goals, bruv. You need to play some football which has merits other than swinging a leg from 30 yards, you know? And the, the, I saw it with Man United. He and it's the same again with, with almost with Chelsea where it's like, okay, we'll sit back and the front two Basically, go and win the game. Go and do some magic. Go and do something. And that's the, that's the tactic. And when you've got an ailing Harry Kane who... I mean, maybe this 15-week layoff for him is going to be the best thing he needs. Because he's well, he's not had a break, shanked. has he? So, he's been shanked for yeah. years. Um, well, I don't know how it's going to go. I, I can't see it. Uh, I think the Mourinho that we, that we both love and cherished is gone. Um, I see nothing but but uh, but a meltdown here. I, I see I see no good coming from the, the marriage between Tottenham Hotspurs and Jose Mourinho. It's the most ridiculous marriage. I still can't understand how a manager that's based his entire success off buying players has partnered up with a chairman that's notorious for not. Ultimately, the reason why Spurs are on the decline this year is because Levy failed to back their best manager they had in a generation. As simple as that. Um, they've now got an ageing team um, whose worth and value is on the decline. So they're not going to be able to recoup much in terms of transfer fees from from any players they've got at their disposal. Uh, they've got a big fat stadium to pay for without probably Champions League football. They've taken out obviously the loan. We've already touched on that because they, they can't fill it. So it's basically cost them money without them being able to pay it off. It's a really, really, really dark time for Tottenham at the moment. It's very difficult to see really any positives out of it. Now, the one positive you could say... Now, I don't know... Where, where is the game? Is it Old Trafford or...? Uh, no, it's at... It's, it's at, at the new Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Now, again, it doesn't matter too much. We, we don't know. The Bundesliga would suggest not, right? Um, it's going to be very interesting because Tottenham, like Arsenal, have an opportunity to, to steal a march, Right? Close that gap up. They're uh, currently on 41 versus Manchester United's 45. So be breathing down the necks by the time uh, Saturday morning rolls around. On the flip side, that gap's got, like, it's, it's huge. Like, it's, 
it's now or never for Tottenham. If they don't get a result against Manchester United on Friday, they're done. Top four. They are gone. literally done. And then you've got the difficulty of a team with players that are already kind of checked out, uh, players that are already looking towards the future. I think that's the case with uh, Jan Vertonghen. I think he's already leaving the club in the summer. Uh, you've got a player in Harry Kane who must start questioning what's next because uh, he's won nothing with his career. He's heralded as one of you know, the best strikers this country's produced, but ultimately has won nothing. And on the horizon at Tottenham, it doesn't look like they're even close. And if you're Tottenham as well, you need some money to bring in to finance somewhat of a rebuild to get you back there. Because I, I don't see the players coming through. No. You know, and we talked about we talked about this last week, you we know, did. the Harry Kane being a perfect fit for United. Absolutely. Um, but that that they they if Jose Mourinho is going to last any period of time at Spurs, they need he needs dollar to spend and the only way they're getting that dollar is by selling their assets. And even then, if they sell Harry Kane in the in and listen in today's market where players are not going to be worth the same amount they have been in the last couple of uh, transfer windows. Harry Kane, what? You're looking at maybe 70 million? Yeah, probably. You know, you look, you're probably looking around there, whereas before you'd be probably having to pay double that, if not Absolutely. more than that. Yeah. And But then you take, okay, well, Levy, Levy is not going to allow, he's not going to receive 70 million pounds in his pocket and then go, here you go, Jose. Here's There's 70, 70 million, million pounds. pounds. It yeah. will be a case of, oh, take 70 million in one hand, here's 20 million with the other. Yeah, you know, so it's I I really really worry for that club at the moment. I really really do, and um, <clears throat> I don't know. I I I think they're screwed. To be honest with you, I, I don't know what they do here. The uh, the Spurs boom and bust cycle has come and gone, and we've not seen any booms. <laughs> no, they they ultimately they they went through a four year cycle without refreshing the squad, adding quality, and have ended up winning nothing. But they put the pressure on Woods. That's the key. They did now, put the pressure on. So my third one, and we're gonna we're gonna travel to to Sunday, I believe it's Sunday, where we've got Everton Liverpool. Oh. Um, now, depending on results, um, if if Arsenal beat Man City uh, tomorrow, if I'm correct, then Liverpool can win the title at Good Everton. Son. That's correct. Correct. Now, one of the things I have on my on my on my, uh, my my list of things is Liverpool's celebration, because I am not so uh, you know. I'll, I'll say it, I'm not that much of a cunt that I think that I don't want Liverpool to enjoy their success. That's not it at all. That, as we've said before, they deserve to win the league. They've been the best team in the country for you know, all year long. Um, they've been one of the best. They've, to be honest with you, they've been one of the best teams I've seen. Full stop. You know, yeah, uh, they, they've been really, really good. Um, but there are two. There are two things with this. There are two things, and the first one is the celebrations will be fucking hilarious, just because they've waited so long and it's not going to be what they wished it was. No, right. So that will always give me some joy deep down somewhere. Now, the second thing is they've got these celebrations, and they are going to obviously. Jordan Henderson will be for in 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 future annuals of time. When we look at look back at Premier League years of this season, it will end with Jordan Henderson lifting the trophy, and he'll be you know it'll be remarked on what a fine player he is. Uh, didn't he win PFA Player of the Year? Or he's going to win it, or he's favourite. Yeah. What have you? Now I'm not buying it. I don't think Jordan Henderson deserves it whatsoever. If I'm honest with you, um, 
The thing is what this celebration marks to me isn't the fact that we're celebrating what has been. For me, it's as, as, an, as a fan of the opposition, it's a celebration of what is to come. Because I really worry for Liverpool. Oh, wow. Right. They're putting all of their eggs in, in, in the basket of no one's getting injured. Our players will all stay. You said the other day that they've all signed or they're, 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 all signed they're up throwing down yep. contracts. They're putting a lot of faith in that. Who's that kid that they've got that has stupid haircut? They signed from, oh, God. what's his name? The one that they yes. liken as the next Messi. Yes. Oh, my God. Elliot. What's his, uh, yeah, that's Harvey, it. Is it Harvey Elliot? Harvey Elliot, yeah. I knew there was a Harvey in there somewhere. And basically, the way I see it, like they, they missed out on Werner because essentially any player they sign, and this is the problem that Spurs have had for a long time, what they did have, you know, um, is that players they sign are going to have to get used to the fact that they ain't starting. It's tough. It's really, really tough because Jurgen Klopp has a such a defined, and this is this is the complete difference in ideologies, in my opinion, between a manager like Sir Alex Ferguson and a manager like uh, Jurgen Klopp. Jurgen Klopp is a systems manager, right? He has a very defined system, which is unbelievable. I will never take that away from him at all. And you know, both both these strategies that can be successful. There's no Absolutely. arguing this, right? Jurgen Klopp has to find players that fit within this particular system. They may be a superstar. If they don't fit, they don't work because they have to fit the system for it to work. And he's found in Salah, Mane and Firmino, he's found that front fee that works in that system. Now, he ain't going to want to meddle with that. He's not going to come in and bring in, you know, he ain't buying Mbappe. Like, it ain't happening, right? Because it just ain't happening. Right, they're not going to be able to do that, in in my opinion. That means they're left with they'll be they'll sign players like uh, the Shakiris of the world. Uh, who is that? Uh, Minamoto. I yeah, Minamoto. Yes, from so yeah. he comes in. Obviously, a talented boy, but from what I've seen, hasn't really offered anything. You know, and no. that that is the kind of players they're signing at the moment, and they're going to put a lot of faith in youth, which isn't a bad thing. You know, I'm a Man United fan for fuck's sake. Um, or you've got the United approach, or the, not the United approach, the Alex Ferguson approach, which was um, it's a squad game. The rotation is necessary, and my main attribute is getting my players ready for games. We have an idea of how we want to play, but it's motivational to get these players. If they come in, they're going to be coming in at 100%. And I don't know where, where Klopp is going to find these role players that are going to be. Good enough. No, it's a tough I'd one. Start, I don't know where it's going to come on. And Kids. we've seen this for a long time. You, the system that he plays is really, really good, but it burns players out. It does. And I just don't know. I don't know how long-term this is sustainable unless... Well, and, and, uh, I don't know. Unless, uh, like if a Salah goes, for example, if Barcelona go, we want to spunk loads of money on Salah. It's not going to happen, but let's say for argument's sake. And you know, in replacement, they sign Mbappe. That's, you know, obviously Liverpool fans would be going crazy, but they would have to change the way they play football. And Jurgen Klopp, I don't think, is going to do that. I mean, certainly it burnt out after time at Dortmund. And I think the effect there was also due to the fact that all his best players were leaving. Um, Obviously, Liverpool had done a lot to prevent that. Um, My understanding with Werner was, 
Klopp did want him. Yep. But um, he wouldn't be featuring as a starting player and he would have been used to rotate in for uh, either Mane or Salah, dependent on the Cup of Nations. With a view to further down the line, when one of those two players moves on, he would be their replacement. Uh, and by all accounts, you know, clearly Werner must have been excited at the prospect of that for whatever reason. Um, I'll put it to you like this. Um, you're the owners. Cop comes in, knock, knock, comes in, goes, right, um, I want Timo Werner. Okay, okay. So tell me the, the vision of, of Timo Werner, how you see this. Um, I want you to spend £60 million and £150,000 a week for him to sit on my bench. And you're the owners and you turn around and you go, well, actually, uh, we're top of the league by 25 points. We're currently running European champions. So if you want to just fuck off now, because we're not paying that. It's a simple fact. The owners, the owners, the FSG, right? They are football club owners. They're sports club owners. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not Roman Abramovich. They're certainly not um, uh, Sheikh Mansour. They're not these bottomless pits of, of money. They're in it for financial gain at the ultimate. You, you know it as a Manchester United fan. American yeah. owners are different to other international owners. They're not a plaything. They're a business. Um, this last off-season, the Boston Red Sox, the team they own, got rid of the one of the two best players in baseball, traded them away for like a bag of chips because they didn't want to pay him. They said they didn't want to make him the highest paid player in baseball. Uh, we'll, we'll rebuild instead. Um, and that, that by all accounts, a lot of people started thinking, well, maybe they're selling up. It may well be that they're selling up. It may well be that they're just running a business. I, I just think that I completely agree with you. They're in a very difficult position to improve on that squad with the players they got. I feel to the owners, they probably look at it and go, well, it ain't broke, so we're not going to fix it. We don't need to invest anymore. It should be forgotten as well. They furloughed their staff until they were uh, guilt-stripped into <laughs> stopping it. They're very much running this as a business. It just happens to be that they've hit... The, Klopp's hit record on signings recently... It's been tremendous. But we should also not forget, in any other time, that transfer to Barcelona for Coutinho would be investigated for, for some sort of fraudulent behaviour. What the fuck was that? They spent £140 million on a player that they now just simply don't want. And that's what's financed Liverpool to have the goalkeeper and centre-half that they've got. Like It's almost like Barcelona were desperate for Liverpool to become league champions. That's how bad that transfer is. And there's now obviously chat that he may wind up back there on a reduced deal um, in some form, which is mental. Tail between legs. Basically. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. It, I'm just saying from... from And you'll, you know this from experience as well. Like I grew up um, and I, I still... Rem- I remember kind of when United won the league for the first time in a long time, right? And it was Alex Ferguson had to make big decisions to keep us there. You know, the 94 summer where we got rid of fucking everyone, etc. Or the 95 summer, sorry. Um, and as a Chelsea fan, you've seen Chelsea reach the, the mountaintop and have had to make decisions as to how to stay there. Mm-hmm. Staying there is difficult. It's very difficult. Staying there is very, very difficult. And look, Liverpool may get it right and I may applaud them on an incredible strategy they have over the next couple of years. All I'm saying is um, it's it's interesting because the, the fact of the matter is that you ask any top-level sportsman, you can win it once, keeping it is harder. And for them, the real work starts now. The interesting thing will come as well. Um, 
for the last 18 months they've not suffered really adversity I know they you could argue that not winning the title last year was adversity but it wasn't in the sense they didn't they didn't throw it away right I know that you can kind of go oh well you dropped the the joy at Everton was what you cost you or the the joy at Old Trafford was what cost. they didn't throw it away they had an incredible run of fixtures and they ended up being European champions same here they've not had any adversity it's how um, with this incredible mindset they put in if they can pick themselves up off of a, of a rough rough period right um, the best managers at Chelsea that I've seen are Antonio Conte and Jose Mourinho and it's it's a bit difficult with the first time with Mourinho because I don't think he really got an opportunity to have a really particularly bad run. He was booted before then, but Conte certainly did and Jose certainly did on his second run. And they just couldn't write it because the message just ran out. And when the players aren't looking like winning silverware and they're used to winning silverware, they zone out. They don't fancy it. And that's the risk for Liverpool is if they have a rough start and City just hit it running and they're kind of... All of a sudden, Liverpool got not much to play for in the league. That'll be interesting. I still think that they've probably got at least another couple of years out of this squad for what it's worth. I don't. Yeah, I know. I think so. I don't think we're talking about anything, but you may all get to a point where they're going to have to make this. Jurgen Klopp is going to have to make big decisions in his team selections over the next year or two, year or so, as to start alternating it, to start doing something, to start playing a player that isn't Firmino, Mane, or Salah in a big game. Um, it's the same thing with you know with with Man City and the reliance on David Silva and and De Bruyne yeah. and not bringing in Foden etc etc. You know it's hard to do to do that when you are under the pressures of Premier League scrutiny all the time. Um, but I'm, I'm intrigued to see what they do now. I'll go to my um, so my, my fourth one of the five. So what, so just going to go through the four. So we've obviously got Pogba, Fernandez, Pogba, Rashford. Fernandez. Spurs' meltdown. Yep. Liverpool. Uh, Liverpool and their celebrations and what okay, comes Okay, because of the empty stadium uh, social distancing trophy celebration in a yep. circle. No handshakes, yep. no hugging. And for me, it was like, you know, a celebration for them because it will be, be funny to see that celebration. But then for me, I'm also thinking about, okay, the hard work starts now. It's going to be interesting to see what happens from there, right? Um, so my, my fourth one is I'm really looking forward to fantasy football coming back. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. So I, I'm, I, I, I'm going to take a guess. It's one of, oh dear, one or two thoughts, right, with this, because I haven't played this year. Um, you're going to have a wild card in hand, right? Uh, let me have a look. Hang on, I've got. Do I have any wild? What do I, I don't even know. I don't even know where I'm. In the, I'm in the leagues or anything. Uh, I don't have a clue where to even see if I have a wild card. Okay, because I guess if you've got a wild card, you have got two thoughts, haven't you? You either roll it pre these games. Or, I think I do have a wild card for it. Or you worth, wait so. to get a picture of how people's form looks after one week or two weeks and then roll it. And I have a triple captain left as well. Um, <laughs> how like, the hell are they going to do with the fixtures as well? Because it's, it's, it just keeps going. Oh, no, you look, it says you can make unlimited free transfers before the next deadline. Okay, so you are going to basically get a wild card. So now you're going to have a, have a look at kind of who's back and how that's going to impact it. Because I forget how much I love fantasy football. Well, there you go. I literally look at it every day. It is the constant in your life, you know, and it makes, I mean, I like how, you know, betting addicts, you know, you know oh, it, makes, it makes the games more interesting. Fantasy football does that for me and I ain't got to go in the hole for it. You know what I mean? So I, I'm, looking for, I'm looking forward to fantasy football coming back. I'm not going to I struggle a bit with fantasy football because um, it may well be that I, I'm so obsessed with winning. I just don't like not winning. 
So if my team's not doing well, it kind of ruins everything. So you know, you know that I sing from the same hymn sheet as that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. With fantasy football, and Lee can attest to this. Uh, and realistically, Lee's the one that may, gives me that different mindset to fantasy football. Is that you can make up the points, bro? Right. There is always points to be made. It was, up. It was like when he almost made up the points, uh, and he finished. I think it was one point behind me a couple of years back. He almost made those points up. <laughs> I wonder if he hears that. We'll, 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 yeah, yeah, we'll see, right? Uh, I'll just remind him of the time that he, uh, it was it, Zabaleta had scored and got an assist and instead Paul Scholes came off his bench and got a yellow card about two minutes ago <laughs> and he was furious. <laughs> this is it. Like, it, it gives and it takes away, right? Yeah. I'm looking forward to fence four. Well, what's, your, what's your fourth one, my friend? Um, well, actually, I, Liverpool aren't one of mine. Uh, okay. I've got... There's a two that had, two that had slightly away from the, not not away from the game but part of the game. Um, of Frank Lampard basically, um, Frank Lampard and Chelsea and um, the management of now a fully strength squad um, and expectations. Um, much like Ollie, and I touched on this, is that I think that Ollie's done a good job with the the, the issues with uh, injuries and everything that kind of goes. I think that Frank's also done an equally good job with the fact that he's had to deal with a squad which um, at times have been missing their best player for a long time, actually, in Golo Kante. Um, Abra- and, and will be missing him after the summer as well. Potentially. Um, I don't think he goes what it's worth. I think Kante's a Chelsea player for the rest of his career at this point. Um, but we'll see. We'll see if Madrid are that keen on it. Chelsea don't sell players cheap. If I'm Madrid, I'm just going to go and get in Didi instead because he might be even him. harder to get out of Leicester. Maybe. I mean, he's makes to know, isn't it? Better stats than Kante has. Oh, just saying. Well, yeah. I mean, ultimately, one's a pure defensive midfielder and one isn't. But and I get look. <laughs> I, if I was Real Madrid, I would go get in Didi because he's younger. Um, yeah. But Real Madrid will go for the name, right? So, uh, but Kante's back. He's fit. Abraham's recovered from obviously his ankle injury that he had. Uh, Pulisic, who was missing from January, um, he's back, and you know he he he's been um, one of those players. That I think people forgot how good he was before he got hurt. He was looking really really good for us, and a key player uh, in the final third, a player that can make things happen. I don't remember. I couldn't tell you what he looks like right now. And this is it's because he's been gone no for a idea. long time. Um, Callum's obviously. Uh, also had, like, the truth has come out, unsurprisingly. Um, but he's had an opportunity to kind of recoup. And obviously... I, 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 so, wait, wait. Are you going to tell me that Callum Hudson... He, he's going to go back to being the next big thing again, is he? Because well, he's been dog shit this season. Well, I'm not having it. I'm well, not having it. I'm waiting to be convinced we'll do Callum Hudson or Doy. I ain't seen it yet. You've got to allow for the fact that Callum's come off an Achilles tear, right? Like it's, it's, I said this before as Achilles tear, mate. I ain't seeing it. I don't watch him play for England, man. Everyone wet themselves over a good cross. And I was like, yeah, and he miscontrolled that ball. And he didn't see that run. And he didn't track back there. I, I just I counted on my fingers. I, I am waiting to be convinced. So what, uh, is he 19 years old, 20 years old now, I think? Yeah. He's a young player. He's a young player. Um you know, he's, he's got a, you, know, you know I'm needling you with this. A, a little bit, Obviously, but look. I mean, know, I, the I, shit I, I gave Rashford. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the thing is, is that I, I do understand where you're coming from. I think that contract, the, the issue with the contract that he basically, and look, you can't deprive a player who's going to basically use his leverage to get a better contract. It's part of the game, right? 
He used Bynes. But, but look, history will tell us whether he is the next Callum Hudson Odoi or the next Winston Winston Bogard. Yeah, yeah, we'll you see. Know what I mean? Yeah, um, you know, it's 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 a big. 10 plus games because obviously I think we've got the FA Cup and United do as well squeezed in there and he's got a run of games now to really kind of make a name for himself he should be up to if I'm Callum and if I'm Frank Lampard he's going out on loan next year I mean this is it he's he's got to make a statement because he's competing for places next year we went through on the show last week and we talked about the array of attacking options that Chelsea have Um, and if I'm Lampard and I'm lining it up and I'm going, where can Callum Hudson-Odoi really develop his game? Is it playing for us sporadically and re- and having a lot of pressure on him to, to perform when he comes in? Or is it going, bro, go and play for Everton for a year. You're going to start every game. It's an interesting thought. Um... I, I, I personally, I, I, would, I would do that because Callum Hudson-Odoi for me, maybe he's... When I was harsh on him, when, he, when I saw him play for England and before his Achilles tear, the things that I was disappointed in him, because I'd obviously heard a lot about him, I was disappointed in the basics that I saw him do. I see, no, he's clearly a very talented kid. Um, but there were basics I saw him just just not do. Just, or just, just things I would expect a professional footballer, regardless of age, to do. To, 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 um, maybe nerves, maybe what, what have you. But I feel like... Ferguson used to say this about Jesse Lingard, and I ain't going to sit here and praise Jesse Lingard, that he's a, maybe a late bloomer. Um, I would like to see... Callum Hudson-Odoi has had a lot of media scrutiny on him for, at a very early age without doing anything on a pitch to deserve it. Realistically. You know what I mean? Um, yes. I would like him to have a season away from spotlight and away from glare. And I think that would do him the world of good because he's on, what, am I? What, it's £120,000 a week. £120,000 a week. Before he's really done anything in football, he's been linked to Bayern Munich. He's had his contract dispute all around the fucking papers. He's had all sorts of stuff written about him. He fucking had coronavirus. Yeah. I think I think it would be the best for him to just spend a season away from an environment like that where he can just get on with his game. It's an interesting per, thought because obviously and he I, didn't get the opportunity think, this season to go on loan. Um, I think had he not had the Achilles tear and all the contract dispute and everything that goes with it, and also Ed in leaving, um, yeah. there might have been an argument for it. it was, it's an interesting thought and this is probably what goes into the next nine, ten games. The, the opportunity to, to go out and prove that I'm ready for this challenge because I think it is fair to say he has at times flashed. Right, I've seen enough of him this season to see that the talent is there. That the issue is at top level football, flashing isn't enough. It's not going to keep you in the starting eleven just flashing bright now and then. Um, you have to deliver consistently. Rashford's what three years older than him. Yeah, and I'm only now starting to think Rashford deserves a place in the in the team. It's it's, it's going to be interesting. But going back to the point, Chelsea's midfield is stacked because Ruben's back as well. Um, and he looks fit by all accounts he's fit Barkley for what it's worth as well before the break he's probably one of the biggest losers out of all of this like genuinely he found his form um, before the break um, and now he's come back to playing football and all of Chelsea's midfielders are fit and he's now under pressure to to kind of re-establish himself again as a, as a potential starting name in that midfield and he's one that's also got 
you know, we touch on Callum. Now, Callum's not going to be sold. Um, he's obviously got a long-term future, but Barkley has effectively nine games to go out and prove that he's worth staying at Stamford Bridge next season. Uh, with, with the links, obviously, to Kai, Kai Havertz. Now, whether they're, they're true or not, I don't know. Um, it's silly season already. But someone's going to have to make way. Um, and Barkley would be the obvious name at this point to be making way. Um, and the expectation side of it, you're sitting fourth. You sat fourth for a long time. To kind of fall out of the European Champions League places mm. would be a big blow to the club at this point. And, you know, the argument of um, Tammy's injury, which was there, um, and injuries to other key players, that's kind of gone as well. It's like what we said with Oli. Now it's kind of go out and prove your worth. You know, you've, you've, you've gathered the plaudits with no the excuses. Squad. There's no excuses at this point. There's no excuses. Um, I think for what it's, it's worth, if I'm, a, if I'm a Chelsea fan, I, I'm, I'm optimistic. I am optimistic. I'm massively optimistic. Um, and equally, like if I was a Manchester United fan, I would be optimistic. Uh, I know that, I think the, the Sancho transfer is going to drag and drag because I think United are like, we're not spending 115 because it's not, the economy just isn't there for it. And I think that they think that they can make Dortmund blink first because if Dortmund wait another 12 months, he's got 12 months on his deal. Yeah. So I think there's kind of some brinksmanship going on there. Um, Chelsea obviously trying, I've got Werner coming in and, and, and Zayek and they're two extremely talented footballers. We've got an extremely talented squad. It feels like it's trending the right way finally after kind of some difficult years. And I feel that United are in a similar way as well. They, I like to christen those years as the Giroud and Pedro years. <laughs> yeah. And Willian as well, you know. Obviously yeah. Willian's coming to the end of his tenure at Chelsea. With Manchester United, especially if Pogba buys in, and I think he will, um, because I think he's going to have to. And ultimately, maybe that's enough to just get his head right, uh, to drive that club forward. Because if he's on the right page with Fernandez and with a player like Rashford, if you do get Sancho, it, all of a sudden that, that Martial, is, he's under a lot of pressure to perform. There's no excuses anymore. He has to deliver at that point. Um, Manchester United have been built on, other than Ronaldo's years, uh, of, of having elite level strikers, right? You think of the teams that Manchester United have had over the years. Uh, and even you could probably throw Ronaldo in being that elite striker at, at his pomp. Um, he has to start delivering. Um, and if he doesn't, They'll go out and replace him. But yeah, I think both Chelsea and Manchester United, and, and we, I touched on it last week, I think Arsenal are a very interesting club as well. Maybe not next season, maybe the season after with a lot of young players. But yeah, that was my third point. Frank Lampard and managing expectations on, and also managing a full fat squad. So what's your fourth and fifth points? My fourth and fifth. Um, I'll start with my fourth one. Um, obviously, that makes some sense after the third one. It does. VAR usage, which is a bit weird, but um, with no fans in the crowd, are they more likely to use the pitch side monitors? Yeah, because that was pretty much the point for not using them, right? Is right. They didn't want the delaying the game. There's none of this excuse that you can't see what's going on because everyone's at home watching it on TV anyway. Like, are we going to see a better usage of VAR without the fans and giving the referees an opportunity to? improve their usage without the pressure of the fans bearing down on them to be able to use it correctly. I think it's needed. So, you know, that's one thing I'm kind of looking at. I I feel that VAR has got a bad name because of how it's been applied this season. I think there's been a lot of lessons learned. I think they need to kind of go away and, and, and and understand what, where it's gone wrong. Um, Some of these offside decisions and offside in, in general is really, really hard with this technology because we touched on it all the time. It is a black and white decision. There's no area of grey. You're either offside or not. 
Um, and that's why some of these decisions can take about a fortnight to make because you, you're just going to position these lines and everything. But even then, it's like, are we being stupid here? And I think they need to kind of go away and just try and think, how can we make that work better? I'm sure there's people that are just know the rule sets and know how to kind of change the rule set just enough to stop these stupid decisions and the stupid usage of VAR. Uh, but I do think that, yeah, pitch side monitors surely now is a time for referees to stop uh, waiting for a man in a truck to tell him if it's a, a free kick or not, you know, well, not a free kick. It wouldn't even be there, but you know, penalties and red cards. Agreed. Uh, what's your fifth? Artificial crowd noise. <laughs> um, so I've got a pretty good, good one here. Cause, um, it was obviously backlash on Sunday, right? Yep. And um, it was the greatest match of all time between two of our favourites of all time. Mm-hmm. Between it's mad to think this. This is this is like twelve to fifteen years on uh, that their headline and the card still that 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 set, that tells you all you need to know about that company. Anyway, exactly. um, no fans in attendance, or at least very few. Um, but they used obviously uh, crowd, 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 crowd enhancement techniques. Cr- crowd sweetening. Crowd sweetening is what they call it. Now, um, it actually worked really well. It worked I no really issue of it. well. I, it sounded I, great. It did. Now, admittedly, they did have the advantage of not having to do that on the fly. Yeah, it wasn't live. Because um, it was pre-recorded because obviously everything going on with COVID, which <laughs> had a, a layer of, of complexity for, for the man with the buttons at his disposal in a studio, watching it and just pressing button one, two or three. But it worked. And I am keen to see how it works when I watch it on the TV. I, I believe that it's already been done with the Bundesliga, but I, I just haven't watched any of this. Uh, I did. It sounds dope. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of it. But I'm watching the Bundesliga with it. It sounds awesome. Uh, I'm all for it. And the thing is, they literally, the, the, the man with the buttons reacts to what's happening. So I'm, I'm really excited to see this in, in play, especially I, I after, just, after watching Backlash on Sunday. Hope, I just hope they have crowd, uh, stadium-specific uh, crowd chants. They will do, like right? That. Because of FIFA. Because each, yeah. And yeah. I, I, if, if they, if we get Everton-Liverpool on Sunday and there isn't the handball. screeching of the Goodison fans for handball, I'm out. Because that is that is authenticity that's needed, right? We will soon learn. We exactly. will soon learn. And atmosphere was my fifth one as well, but I did change it just before we started. My fifth one is I can't wait to see how fat De Bruyne has gotten. <laughs> is it? I saw some images doing the round. He did look like he's enjoyed his time off. Oh my God, you know how we always mock Hazard for being like, you know, he, he doesn't keep himself trim and obviously Rooney on holiday with that giant lollipop, you know, and his big red face, <laughs> you know, not the most professional. De Bruyne looked hilarious. What's he done? The thing is with the Belgics, right, that isn't their favourite food, chips. Yeah. So I think that's probably what's happened. Um, Good Lord. Um, but yeah, to do, like, let's... Um, for the first time in a long time, let's do a quick predictions because we're running. Uh, we've got about 10 minutes to go. Let's do our, we've got actual predictions. This is going to be the now. hardest fucking thing in the world. Um, yeah. Now we've got Lee's. Lee's already sent us in, sent his in. Um, I will, what we'll do is I'll give, well, we'll give our predictions and I'll let you, then I'll let the viewers at home know what Lee said for each game as well. So the first one, we've got Villa versus Sheffield United. I don't have the times or the dates for these. Oh, I'll, I'll give it the uh, 17th of June, 6 o'clock kickoff. 
Hang on a sec. I've got them now. Don't worry. Okay. I've got them. I've got them. Yeah, so 17th of June, 6 o'clock kickoff. Aston Villa, Sheffield United. Let's not mess around. This is a massive game for Aston Villa. Straight yep. off the bat. Um, there's no point talking about home or away anymore in these games because it, it's just... It, it, the Bundesliga's taught us one thing. It doesn't matter. It seems that basically the better team will win. Um, Villa are in the bottom three at the moment and they've got a lot of money riding on not going down. Uh, big, big, big injury news is that I think McGinn's back. Yeah. So that's massive for them. Um, Sheffield United obviously have been flying high. Uh, they seem a team that very well understand their system. That's the one thing I would say about them. If there's one club that's going to come back from, from this other than Liverpool, um, and probably arguably Man City, that knows what they're doing, it's probably going to be Sheffield United. Um, and for that reason, I'm going to say Sheffield United. Yeah, I've also, I've also gone Sheffield United. Lee has started things off in... True collard fashion. And Jackson, you'll enjoy this back home. He's sitting on the fence with a draw. Classic, classically. Classically. And then we've got uh, City versus Arsenal. This is, of course, at quarter past eight on Wednesday, the 17th of June as well. Uh, I'm not going to be around the bush. Man City will win this game. City are the better football team right now. Um, And as I said, I think the better football team will win these fixtures more times than not now. I think it's going to be a real fun game. I'm, I'm, I think that both teams are going to play quite a, an interesting football match, but I've, I've saw enough of Arsenal's defending against Brent, Brentford to know that they're, they're just not ready defensively. Arteta's done a really good job to try and secure that a bit. Uh, that is an area where they do need to address improvements in the summer. They've obviously got Saliba coming in. They, they could do with another, uh, whether or not they've got the finances to make that happen. Mm. Time will tell. And, yeah, but um, Man City. Yeah. Uh, Lee also went for a Man City win there. We've got Norwich versus Southampton. This is on Friday at six o'clock. God. Uh, um, now, obviously, Southampton have got uh, Hassan Hootel signed his new deal. He has. And I am going purely on the basis of that, that the players are going to be happy, settled, relaxed and ready to work hard. So I think Southampton win. So before, before lockdown, they were four losses out of five. Uh, yeah. But uh, and 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 that that was one more than what Norwich had at that time. Um, they had the worst home record in the league, Southampton, and I think Norwich had one of the better. I think I think well in, t- in terms of their overall points percentage. I'm going to take Norwich because Norwich were one of the teams that also had an awful awful injury ravaged squad, and a lot of those players are back. Um, you convinced me. I'm going for a draw. I think there's a level of the has-to uh, with Norwich at this point because they can't beat around the bush here. They've just got to start getting wins. And I'm just going to go with that. I may be way off, uh, but I think Norwich are, Norwich are a good footballing team. And Southampton have made themselves susceptible to, to conceding goals. That should be a fun little game as well, really. Oh, Lee went for a, uh, a Norwich win there as well. Okay. Um, then also on the Friday... Uh, at the obviously later time of quarter past eight, uh, we have Spurs versus Manchester United. Manchester United. Yes, I will also go for Man United. We've covered this one in depth. Lee has also gone for Manchester United. I just don't uh, think Spurs have got a midfield. And Manchester United's no. area of strength all of a sudden is their centre midfield. So, Which is baffling. Uh, yeah. Considering we haven't had one for like 10 years. Um, uh, then we go to Saturday. First of four games here. The, now, all of the games that we've mentioned so far are on Sky Sports. Uh, 
this is the first of two uh, on Saturday, which are on BT Sport. So we've got uh, Watford versus Leicester at half past 12. And I am going to be going for... I fucking hate Watford, so I'm going to go for Leicester. Watford had lost Delafoe for the season. Injured ACL March. He's their best player. I'm taking Leicester. Bingo. Lee is on the fence for that one. Uh, then we have also on BT Sports, uh, we've got Brighton hosting Arsenal at three o'clock kickoff. I've said I take the better football team and Arsenal are the better football team. Yeah, and you know my hatred of Brighton. I, I do, I do. And Brighton, Brighton are a team that are in a tricky position. And I think that uh, Potter's even said, look, there's no good playing nice football and not getting points. We need to start getting points. They'll look at Arsenal because Arsenal would have played a game three days before. Mm-hmm. Well, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, four. Is it three, okay? Four, so three, four. Friday. Yeah, it's you know when you've not played football in a in a competitive environment for that amount of time, there might be some tired legs. Mm-hmm. So there's an opportunity for Brighton to upset. But I'm, as I said, I'm going to go with the better football team, and that's Arsenal. Fair enough. I've also gone for Arsenal, and Lee also went for Arsenal. Uh, then we've got West Ham United hosting Wolverhampton Wanderers half past five kickoff on Saturday on Sky Sports. Um, I'm going to take Wolves. Enter- I'm not even going to entertain the idea of putting West Ham down. West Ham are still in a difficult position with their manager. Um, they may well be better off than not having a crowd at that stadium because I think their, <laughs> their crowds are very much turned on this team already. Uh, Wolves are going to be a really, really interesting team because they had that cumulative fatigue from a long Europa League run. They've had a nice break. No Europa League until the end of the season. This is a team that knows how to play multiple fixtures in a, in a short amount of time, uh, which is ultimately what the, the, the setup's going to be. You know, and going back to that, they're not the only team. Um, I think Arsenal and, and Manchester United, obviously, and, and certainly the Champions League team. So there's some teams that are going to be capable and understanding of how to kind of rip these off. And I think Wolves, yeah, I think Wolves are going to be pretty tasty coming back to this. So definitely Wolves. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. And then we our first BBC Sport fixture. Wow. Wow. So what is this? Since the 80s, right? They haven't had a yeah, live football match? They've never had a Premier League game. Incredible. Madness. Um, yeah, quarter eight kickoff. I mean, it's a fucking game to start with, isn't it? I mean, Jesus Christ, your first game, for, but first ever Premier League game is Bournemouth Crystal Palace. I mean, fuck me. Um, yeah, I don't have a cock. I, I, I'm on the fence here because I don't. Really not. Palace ripped off three wins before lockdown, uh, which propelled them up to mid-table and probably security. Bournemouth are right in it. They are properly in it. And they've got a headache in Ryan Fraser, who's decided to bin the team off in the midst of a relegation battle. He's not going to extend his contract by all accounts beyond the end of June. For what it's worth, though, he's had a terrible season. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, they all really have. That that front, that, that heralded front three just hasn't delivered at all this season. They've no. been ri- relying on uh, the other Wilson kid, um, Harry, Harry Wilson from Liverpool. But dude, even then, he's done... I mean, he's wonder goal. He offers nothing from open play. No. Literally zero he's got, he's from open play. He's got a wonderful left foot. Um, is it very similar to is it the kid at Southampton right the other one that's got a decent left peg Ward, from, Ward Prowse yeah basically set, yeah. set piece specialist um, both of these teams like like you say I just don't know I just have no idea I just think I think Bournemouth are, are going down I think they're, they're going down this season um, I think 
I'll go with Palace because uh, Zaha. And that is the first time in these predictions so far today that we have all gone for something different. Lee went for a Bournemouth, uh, a Bournemouth win. I went for a draw. You've gone for a Palace win. Interesting. I don't know to who, but I find it interesting. Um, the next game we're back on, we're going to Sunday. Uh, all three of these games on Sky Sports. Newcastle, Sheffield United, 2 o'clock. Better football team, Sheffield United. They're the, they're, I think we already touched on the fact that they're, they're going to be one of the teams that are going to be better organised. Auntie Bruce is under a little bit of pressure because he's got the eyes the eyes looking over him. He's got nine games to basically save his career and it may well not even be enough. He, he, he's effectively at this point Claudio Ranieri, circa 2004. Uh, <laughs> there's a nice shiny uh, manager on the market that will uh, appease the new Saudi owners once they're announced. Um, in Maurizio Pochettino, that fits better with what Newcastle's ambitions are beyond this season. Newcastle have just been a hot mess at times this season. They have got the most electric footballer in the league, um, it, who I'm very excited to see. I mean, I say that, I feel that Leroy Sane might be more electric than him. But that's just personal preference. I mean, it's Adama Traore is the most electric player. I mean, mate, mate, he's just he, he's just basically a rugby league player <laughs> kicking the ball and running around. Like, <laughs> oh, Look, dude, for me, Newcastle, until something different happens, they will just be a team full of James Purchase. Sheffield United. They're, they're, no, they're no good. It's Sheffield United. I can't like. Have I got Sheffield United playing Champions League football at this point? Um, they must be. They may well be in the top four by the time they play Chelsea, um, which is which is bloody something, isn't it? <laughs> it's crazy, crazy. But then Leicester won the league once, so you know, crazy Fair. things do happen. Quarter past four. Aston Villa host your boys. Big game for Frank because uh, we got City after this. Uh, so, <laughs> in terms of can, like continue to fight for top four, it's a must win, and I think Chelsea will win. Um, yeah, I agree with a better football team. Uh, Lee also went for a Chelsea win, and Lee also went for a Sheffield United win. If I didn't mention that, uh, then we've got the big game: Everton Liverpool. Oh, I'm 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 going for a draw, sneaky draw. Hey. <laughs> I haven't really got too much to say about either of these teams. Um, Everton have, you know, they they haven't got a midfielder. They signed the guy to replace. Um, well, Gabamin's out again, isn't yes, he? Forever. Gabamin, who's injured again, he's the one that replaced. Well, I can't think of his name. The geezer that went Gay. to Paris. Yes, Adrissa Gay. Yeah. Uh, so they still haven't got a centre midfield. Um, no, I'm taking Liverpool. I think I think Liverpool are going to smoke him. <laughs> I I I. I I think that Liverpool are chomping, mate. I think they're chomping to get back to it. Uh, and I think the opportunity to play in, in Goodison with no fans is just going to be like, yeah, feasting time for the better football team. Uh, then we've got on the Monday, another game on Sky Sports, eight o'clock kickoff, Manchester City hosting Burnley. Goodbye, Burnley. It was nice knowing you. A uh, fuck off. Uh, City. Yeah, I, I hate Burnley. Why is it there's always a team like that in the league? Like, for years it was Stoke, and then finally Stoke fucked off, and now it's Burnley. Like, go away. Oh, God. The, the thing is, they're safe, mate. They're not going anywhere. They're not, no, they're, they're not. not. Hopefully they can... Oh, anyway, the next game, the next game, next Tuesday, two more games on Sky Sports. We've got, at 6 o'clock, Leicester City hosting Brighton. I think Leicester will win this game, as does... Lee, 
it's hard to pick against the better football team. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> well, that's then... a good little game for Jose, eh? Well, this is it. We've got Spurs at a quarter past eight. We end it with Spurs West Ham. Hey, I'm going to go back to, 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 to one of my points I'm looking forward to. The Jose Mourinho redemption tour starts here. <laughs> because I don't care uh, like, what that team that like Spurs look like. West Ham are worse. Yeah, I'm going Spurs here. God, we don't play till the following Thursday. We've got a bit of a break between our games. And then... I t- yeah, we're at, we're then on the Wednesday against Sheffield United. Ooh, oh, that's a cheeky little game, that one, isn't it? Yeah, it's not the best, not the best. But then you got Man City, so you know whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> this, this is fair. I mean, we've ultimately got Man City, which is going to be horrible to play. Um, so those games, like next next week. The thing is, and after that, we've got a nice little Brighton. You've got a nice little West Ham. Then you've got a nice little Watford. We've got a nice little Bournemouth. Then we've got a nice little villa and you've got a nice little palace. So, it's, I mean, ultimately it is going to be those games that matter. Then you've got Sheffield United and we've got Southampton. Aha. Uh-huh. Then we have Palace and you've got Norwich. These are easy games, man. Not easy money. Then we've got West Ham and you've got Liverpool. We've got Liverpool towards the end of the season. Then who may, we've got, who then, may, may well be on the beach by the time you play them. Then we have Leicester and Ooh. you've got Wolves. Oh, is that how we finish the season? Yeah, home to Wolves. Oh, oh. <laughs> both, both of those games are horrible. Yeah, they're not the best, are they? Uh, admittedly, both those games could be basically, those could be the four teams that are fighting for the two places yep. um, by, the, by the time that we get there. Because, look, we don't know. We don't know. Um, I think by that point, both teams should, or all those teams should know if fifth belongs to Champions League as well. Um, yeah. That I, I imagine that both clubs are sitting there and they are very much like that ban better be upheld. Yeah. Um, because I think both teams are probably... A, they, they know it's a coin flip at the moment looking between the two teams. I don't think there's much to pick between them in terms of quality. I know United have actually beaten Chelsea three times this season, so you'd argue against that. But I don't think there's much to, 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 to pick between them in terms of uh, overall squad strength or indeed manager. And I think that both of them have very promising futures up on the horizon. Oh, it's exciting going through all of that. It's back. I'll tell you what, mate. Just just imagine you're an Everton fan and it's like you've been waiting 15 weeks for football to get back and you sit down and you're like, oh, football, City, Arsenal and Arsenal win and all of a sudden the dread hits you. <laughs> that the first time you're going to get you, see your team in 15 weeks since they got fucking turned over by Chelsea is against Liverpool with Liverpool the opportunity to win their first title in 30 years at Goodison Park. I mean, it's miserable, isn't it? Let's be clear about it. It is absolutely fucking miserable. It's, uh, you know what? I, I want to change my prediction because the only fans that I could see it happen to are Everton fans. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because <laughs> they, oh my God. Yeah, I, I, I do think City will be too good though. I don't think it's going to be on the cards, but um, yeah. It's a, it's a miserable um, you know, thing that could happen here for, for Everton fans. It's, it's not... I feel for Lee. I do feel for him because they've had enough misery in their lifetimes already. Do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's crack on with uh, winners and losers. Do you have any winners and losers? My winner is obviously Marcus Rashford. See, see I I, I, yes, uh, and I feel bad for someone. I feel bad for for Daryl 
because ultimately securing the Ajax shirt, <laughs> the peach that it was, he was he was nailed on until Marcus Rashford basically <laughs> topped him today. For those of you who don't know, we have uh, one of our followers on Twitter is uh, Daryl. Uh, he's a good guy. And uh, he, uh, Woods tweeted about this, the new Ajax shirt. It's, uh, I, I'm just going to put it out there. I don't like it. Oh, really? Okay. That's fair fan, enough. Right. Um, but I can see why you would. But for me, it doesn't, I don't know, it's grey. Bad, me- bad, bad memories. Bad mate. memories. You know what I mean? Um, but then like, so Woods tweeted about it. And literally, like straight away, Daryl was like, ordered it. And he just sent us this thing of like the and now he's got it and it's like it looks fair it looks nice on yeah. him yeah, it's good but um, and then you posted the Marseille the Marseille oh, shirt yeah. and he's like for fuck's sake but no he's a, he's a close second in in in, in, the, yeah. in the winners and losers states because it's a sexy it's, it's I can see why people like it yeah. uh, for me doesn't hit it's a notes. throwback me it's a nineties throwback um, which we do like we do like uh, the, the pattern shirts are nice man uh, Puma have been putting some nice stuff out to be honest um all all i want in a football shirt is 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 retro uh kit sponsors so i want to see i like the like the barcelona shirt with the full nike tick like with the actual nike words the inter milan away shirt the black and gold number with the actual proper full-on nike thing i want to see inter Inter milan's got a couple of nice kits they got the black one this year but the um the mink the mink green with the gold yeah and black. that's nice oh, as well sweet. i want to see the adidas is it the trifoil yeah is the trifoil why did they not put that on any of their kits i want that forever i think if united managed to, if why do we not have that when we got adidas back as a, as a surely as a, as a kit sponsor i was like that has to happen because that is literally iconic for your man united 80s adidas fucking well, kit if you're the trifoil. Adidas, right and every team has special kits these days, right? I mean, Bayern had a uh, 120th anniversary kit this year. Um, they, they, Juventus had a kit which was pretty leery as well. Um, it was mixed with a, a London skateboard brand. I think Palace is what mm. the brand... That was that was pretty cool looking. Like, PSG have the fucking Air Jordan one. For yeah, it's like, why can't, like, United have a European strip which has the trifoil or, or a fourth kit which has it? I, I don't get it. I don't get it. The, like, it's feel, just printing like money, the, right? I feel like the days of parents getting outraged by that kind of thing are over. Oh, long time. No, I mean, that, that was a, that, when I was a kid and we started changing shirts every year. Oh, 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 oh. That, those days are gone now because everyone realises that football is just a soulless oh, business yeah. now. Absolutely. Right? So if that's the case, then give me my soulless products. I want the trifoil European shirt. If we make Champions League, right, and we don't have a, a special trifoil Adidas kit to, to commemorate it, I'll be furious. But, but not kind of like a pretty plain number, right? I mean, all I want, all I red want. Red shirt, three stripes. Red, three stripes on the sleeve. I want a, a un, fucking, un, right, either a collar or just the V-neck, right? With, and that has to be white, a white, white. trimmed collar of some kind. Uncrested right? Give me the badge, trifoil. right? What's that? Uncrested badge, so just, just the badge. Yep, no fucking crest on there, no bollocks. Um, it would require us to lose Chevrolet, but that's happening. That's, that's happening that is soon. Happening. That is happening. Yeah? Just, just do it and have no sponsor. I don't care. It's interesting. Just maybe, maybe, some, maybe Ed, Ed could negotiate a European sponsor. Do something for the fans, for Christ's sake. We had to put up with Chevrolet for too long and Gingham. Gingham. God, Jesus Christ. Gingham shirt, man. Um, oh. But anyway, yeah, so Marcus Rashford is the clear winner. Absolutely. Do you have a loser? Um, FLA, Gammon Head FC, go fuck <laughs> yourselves. Um, 
went down to go protect some statues from 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 nobody. Um, were greeted by the police who were already guarding these statues that they so wanted to defend. Um, proceeded to get pissed up, pissed themselves. Uh, tried to get in fights with the police because they're dead hard, mate. Um, <laughs> and by the end of the day, they were getting the fucking shit knocked out of them. Um, jolly good day out to London, wankers. I, I saw a video, and it just tell they are everything wrong with this country. And I try, we, we tried to explain this to Lee, and, and it was my fault because I didn't. I don't think I did a particularly good job of explaining it. Um, I hate this country so so very much. Um, I want to support this national team though. I really do because I remember like what, what it felt like to support England in in '96 and '98 and kind of be numb to to all of the noise. Mate, do you know why? Because this is the f- I, I've said this for a long time. Like I didn't identify with a lot of the players. Right, this yeah. is the first time in a long time I actually quite like a lot of the players. I like the people that play for the country. Yeah. I think we're an exciting team. I want to support them. And then this lot are the fucking stain on this nation that everyone sees us as because they're the ones that'll be there at the next tournament, which is obviously going to be everywhere. So now we're just going to go fuck up every city across Europe. Um, I fucking hate them. I hate this country. No one was properly condemning these idiots either. Uh, But going back to the one guy, um, I don't know what history books they've been reading. Look, reading, forget about it. Reading? Reading? What am I talking about? Um, this guy was so emotional. He was almost crying about a statue of Winston Churchill. <laughs> he killed Hitler. He killed Hitler, he did. And you come round here trying to deface Churchill, killed Hitler. And like, and obviously since then, uh, the group has been pretty good with the memes, you know, of, of John Rambo. Uh, yeah. who obviously uh, who, who is Winston Churchill um, basically explain the memes Churchill takes as the role as Rambo to go murder Hitler single handedly because that's how history is written for these people uh, the, the, the truth is yes Winston Churchill was very important in our war effort there's no doubt about it because if we still had Neville Chamberlain we probably would have uh, shaken hands with, with Adolf and we would have had a different king in place instead of the one that we did have uh, fortunately none of that happens but at the same time to kind of gloss over how horribly racist he was is fucking ridiculous um, so yeah uh, the, the, the losers this week are are, are the gammon lot that call themselves the Football Lads Association. Um, a group of men with tiny penises that don't have nothing better to do than getting fights with each other. Let's be clear about it. Winston Churchill got voted out unanimously in 1945. Yes, for, for, straight for off the back, right? And it was one of like the fucking largest fucking defeats in history as well. Um, yeah, mate, fuck the gammons. They're absolute cunts to a man. Um yeah, it's stuff like that that makes me glad I'm getting out of this place. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, we'll discuss that on another show. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, to the people that are listened, they, they've got a, a little sprinkling of, of news there. Yeah. They're, they're going to have to listen into next week to find out what it is. Yeah, maybe, maybe next week. Maybe maybe in a couple of months, I don't know. Um, but yeah, um, fuck those guys. Fuck them all. Honestly, I mean, it's embarrassing. Whatevs, basically. Whatevs. Um, and yeah, that's the show today. Thank you for listening. It's been um, 
It's been a, it's been a good time. It Have you had a good, a good time, time. Woods? It's been a good time. It has, and we've got football back tomorrow. It's coming home. Oh, so excited! And the thing is, is that it, you know, like uh, Villa Sheffield United will be a fine kind of uh, a warm up act for the main event because I do think Arsenal Man City will be a very good football match. Yeah, no, I think so. I think so. Wonderful. We're back. We are back. And, and speaking of back, the expectation is the return of Mr. Collard next week. Mate, he'll be here in living colour. Uh, I'm, I'm very pleased to have him back. Although if there was both of us in this room today, we'd be dying because it is hot as balls in here. And uh, I'm about to go and step into a freezer. So um, with that being said, uh, thank you for listening. Hasta luego. Arrivederci. There you go. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.